Today is March 14th and spring training rolls on. Some cuts were made. Some things were leaked out that led us to believe or leading us to believe certain things, but still no real answers. Let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us on this fine Thursday day or Wednesday night if you're in the live chat watching live. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan originally from Connect I Cut. And here we are talking Yankees. The dog days of spring, Jake. Where are you from? Hard question. It's been a while. Played the fifth. Been a while since you dropped the CT bomb. Zero through eight, New Jersey. Eight through ten, Australia. Ten through fourteen, Illinois. Fourteen through sixteen, Connecticut. Sixteen through twenty. Sixteen through nineteen, California. Nineteen through twenty-four, Connecticut. Twenty-four through twenty. Nine, California, 29 through present, New Jersey. God, just another damn military brat. Love when people ask me where I'm from. It's actually a very hard question. The only people I can relate to is my sisters. They're like, I don't know. That's just, don't ask me that. It's a good one. We haven't done that in a while. So there you go. And that's, that's a little preview of this episode. Preview, spring training mode. I like having a routine opening. So I, when we were both transplants, it was nice to let people know that. Right, I, it was every day. Yeah, I need to get. I need to when the season starts. I'm gonna try and find a maybe from now until the beginning of the season. I'm gonna test out some openings, and we'll see what the feedback is. What resonates with people? What should be my my opening spiel to every show? Should I do the what's up, everybody? Spring no, training for everyone. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by four. Count them. One, two, three, four. Super cool people. Peter Longo. Peter Longo. You think he's Layla's brother? No. Okay. We know uh, Layla Longo, which is a fun no, name to say. Raisha? Raisha Longo. Not as fun as Layla. Ooh, tough. To say, not the person. Tough break. Elijah Bovenzi. I like that name. Strong of, name. Do you think there's any Eli there? Or do you think it's a straight Elijah? I think he goes by both. Okay. Or, no, he should go by Enzi. No. Enzi, yeah. If he was Italian, he'd go by Enzi. Oh. I have an Italian cousin named Enzi. Enzi? Yeah, it's short for or some Enzo. Italian. Enzo. Enzo. Enzo's the Italian name. NZ. That gets you popped in the dome. Anytime a V and a Z get involved in the same name, that's pretty fun. Yeah. All right. 
Paul Jackson. Nope, sorry, Paul. Pretty, yep. pretty cookie cutter name. And Spike Manning, our favorite little league linebacker. Spike. Okay. Spike's a big uh, Laughs from the Past fan. He was upset with you on the last Laughs from the Past. Behind the scenes yeah, we've info. seen Spike around for a while. Spike's been a Yankee guy. Glad to see him sign up for Parthenon. He's been signed up. He re-upped. Re-upped. Been re-upped. Re-upped the Patreon. And if you're wondering what that includes, it's $2 a month. It gets you live access, early access. We got Wavy Gravy in the chat right now saying hi. What's up, Wavy Gravy? Uh, during the season, I'm hoping the live... I think the live chat's going to be pretty fun. We got some extra features. I'm about to drop uh, uh, some more extra videos from spring training. Tomorrow is my plan. Uh, you get to the chance to win two jerseys a month from affordable jerseys. You support us, blah, 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 blah. If you are already a Patreon and you support us, thank you very much. Here's something fun for you. You just probably blew out Wavy Gravy's ears. Yep. Here's something fun for you. We are going to see how this goes from now until opening day. Recruit people, say, hey, listen to this podcast, or say, hey, you've been listening to Talking Yanks. Time for you to support them. Get on the Patreon gang. So if you get people to sign up for Patreon, everyone go get your friends and families to sign up. Whoever signs up the most people gets, what did we say, two tickets to a game this season? Two, ticket, two tickets to a game of their choice. Get a, If any of your buddies have been on the edge, steal mom and dad's credit card. Um, <laughs> Can't we, do that. You know, well... Uh, shades of gray, uh, but yeah, two, two weeks. Who whoever gets their the most people to sign up, you get two tickets to a game of your choice. It's two dollars a month. It really helps us. If you know someone that's been listening and they've they've been dancing around it, now's the time. Um, and we're gonna hook someone up. And like we we don't we don't think we're gonna <laughs> we're not expecting you to sign up thousands of people. But you sign up a couple people, you might get tickets to whatever game you want this year. Regular season. Um, yeah. So when if you have a friend that signs up, once they're signed up, DM us at John Boy underscore at Talking Jake and say, yo, Bobby just signed up. That guy's me. And then we'll know that Bobby was you. So fun game. We're going to go give away tickets and shit like that. Will is now in the chat. What's up, Will? It's also Wavy Gravy's birthday. Let's get to some Yankees talk, Jake. Sure. Where do you want to go first? Because I actually want to go to like Ellsbury. Right. Just get it out of the way. So Ellsbury is making his way to camp. And didn't like last episode you were like, maybe he starts the season with the team. You thought it like in. I think you said that last episode. Easy guy. I think you said that. I'm saying. And people I, we, were. We, we made fun of him for only being able to walk on flat ground. Yeah. But you thought he might be able to start <laughs> the season with the team because he can't. He He can. He can demand it and say, I'm healthy. That's what you said, that he can demand it and say, I'm healthy. Put me on 25, man. I, I said when he gets healthy, I mean, he could like legally do that and then it becomes a player union thing. Yeah. So Boone, they, someone, they asked Boone what the plan was with Ellsbury. And he's like, well, first he's got to get here and pass his physical. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like they're lining that up to not be passed mm. and just keep this charade going. Boone's full quote is, uh, first things first with Jacoby, getting him here. Obviously going through his physical exam. Like, getting him here was an, was an item on the list. Yes. Still not there. Is that is that something you don't think 
is accomplishable? Like, are there going to be snags in that process? Oh, we couldn't get him here. I don't even, whatever. So that's number one. Get him to Tampa. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's still, uh, people are asking Boone, and I mean, it's still, I think they originally said the 18th. So, I mean, still a, it's still essentially a week out from him getting there, and people are still asking questions about him. I get that. Yeah, okay. It, that, that puts it in a better sense. Uh, he said, obviously going through his physical and starting to introduce him to <laughs> introduce him again to baseball activity. We introduced ourselves to baseball activity down in Tampa when we went out and hit hit fly balls to each other and grounders. Sure. This is a good time. It's exhausting. Jacoby's probably going to be like, I like this sport. Yeah, this was fun. Oh, this is what I do? I forgot. No, and maybe I'm off on this, Jim, but, you know, the Yankees have scouts all over the world. Um, we've talking to some of the young draft picks recently we've heard about you know the regional scouts and how that process works which is pretty cool like how have the yankees not like checked in on jacoby ellsbury just for a day like the southwest scout pops by jacoby ellsbury's rehab place and is like hey jacoby how you feeling can you can you run? Like, right now, we don't know if Jacoby Ellsbury can run from home to first base or if he's, like, been taking batting practice. What if he shows up super fat? Like, that's an option. The Just, stump like, slovenly gross. I mean, he'd become our favorite player really quick. Like Ben Stiller at the end of dodgeball. That's what Jacoby Ellsbury looks like now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> they Boone, Boone, did you see Jacoby? Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's put on some weight. <laughs> he looks awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a little the drastic version of it. But seriously, like I, I, I don't know how how could the Yankees org not know whether like Jacoby's has has Jacoby Ellsbury practiced playing any baseball yet? And do the Yankees know? Does Jacoby know? I don't think anyone knows. I really don't. I really think that they're up in the air. Like, all it is is a couple calls, not even to Jacoby. It's Cashman having his guy call Jacoby's guy, which is probably Jacoby's brother-in-law. That just hangs around. Probably. No, just his brother-in-law. Isn't his agent Boris? Boris doesn't give a fuck about Jacoby right now. Oh, he's still collecting that paycheck. You think Cashman called Boris, and Ka- Boris was like, okay, we talking Harper, Kikuchi, Keiko. No, 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 we want to check up on Jacoby Ellsbury. Boris would hang up the phone right away. <laughs> I'm not so talking So maybe about he J- did do that as a prank. <laughs> That'd be, that would have been a good prank. Cashman calls up Boris. Boris, we got to talk. How's Jacoby looking? Get out of here, Brian. Ellsbury's 35 now, man. Yeah, I mean, we're we're still both in the camp. This this can't possibly go well. <laughs> um, if somehow it does, if somehow he shows up on the 18th and he can swing a stick, I mean, I, I could see a world where three, four weeks starts to become a reality, but, I mean, it won't. Um, he's... He's not going to be in baseball shape. The Yankees are going to push this off. Ellsbury's probably going to push this off. 
Um, well, they can just and then and then if both sides fail on pushing this off as long as possible and Jacoby stays healthy, then you're probably looking at May first. We've got to do something. Yeah, and then at that point, I think they just say there's lingering injuries and have them because you can only play rehab games for so long before you have to. You're now a minor leaguer. That happened with Drury. Um, man, I think. If he plays, like, if he's healthy, they'll just keep him doing rehab assignments, or not assignments, or, like, in-game scrimmages down in Tampa, and then if there's an injury, then be like, okay, he's good now. He's off the DL. But how do you even plan that? Well, that I think that's what I was talking about last time. Like, I could see the Yankees and Ellsbury being okay with that for a little bit. But, I mean, it hurt. It hits a certain point where it becomes, like, a player union ordeal. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I, again, it's one of those things that it probably doesn't get there with so many of the variables. But if everyone is healthy on the Yankees and Ellsbury by May one, uh, well, a twist twist my arm because I'm dreaming. But <laughs> then I just don't know. <laughs> See it, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the end of Wade. Yeah. Who we think is going to be the last man on the bench. Well, all right, move on from Ellsbury. We're, that's we're a while away from all that. Longest we've ever talked about Ellsbury. We have our matchup for opening day. Alex Cobb is getting the ball versus Tanaka, everyone's mm. favorite matchup. Tanaka Tuesday, opening day. We will, I guess we're, we'll get into that. We're doing pregame shows, not on the podcast app, but on our new website, before most games, we're going to do a five to ten minute pregame show. Talk about the lineup. Talk about the starting pitcher for us, the opposing pitcher. Uh, Jake's going to give you his what to watch for. So that's going to be new this season. If you enjoy talking Yanks content, and once the lineup's announced, you like just start thinking about the game. Head over to talkingyanks.com and the new website, and we'll, those will be there. So we'll talk about Alex Cobb versus Masahiro Tanaka. There. Speaking of Tanaka, he struck out Bryce Harper twice tonight. Or he sat him down twice. I don't know if they were both strikeouts. Definitely one was a strikeout. Website's dope. Go check out the website if you haven't so far. Um, We're going to be doing so much stuff on there. We're really excited. If TalkingYanks.com doesn't work, you got to clear your cash. You shouldn't have to in the future, but JohnBoyMedia.com is the, uh, the main thing. You'll find it all there. We're going to be doing a lot more of stuff on the website this year. Bingo. Um, Yeah, Cobb Tanaka, the game we've all been waiting for. Um, Don't care as long as the game counts and it's real baseball. I'm very ready for that at this point. Um, Yeah, we we saw some tank tonight. It, It looked like he was getting into trouble in one inning, and then he got two strikeouts and a flyout to Judger. Um. Spring training, man. Like, I can't. G-Unit went yard. He had a what bomb, else? according to Brian Hoke's scientific graph. Well, yeah. Well, follow Hoke to my grave. Uh, Bryce Harper said that the Yankees never reached out. So remember when Cashman said, at winter meetings, Cashman said, uh, we've never once said anything about Harper. And you and I, our reaction when we sat down with Jack Curry was like, he can't come back from that. He's got to be telling the right. truth because he went so hard 
in the fact that they never even thought about offering Harper. And now that's correct. Like Cashman was being so open book that we were all like, what, what is he playing us? What is this? What, this is confusing, but he was just being so honest. They never once, I mean, I'm guessing they looked at Giancarlo. They knew they were going to try and sign Hicks for an extension. They got, uh, judge who's going to get a huge extension and they're just that's so much money in the outfield to have four outfielders i guess that's what they thought do you are you still like when you see the yankees didn't even offer him and harper says that do you are you completely over it or do you still get a sentence of like fuck what the fuck because i'm over it i'm like just bring me the season I, i'm that is in the past for me but some I mean, people I are still that. upset I don't get that angry, upset emotion you're describing. It's it's just very curious that it wasn't really discussed at all. Like, because I think that was one of the big things for us that people people were overlooking, or we assumed people were overlooking, was that like bring in Bryce Harper for this year isn't what you bring Bryce Harper on for. He got a 13 year deal. <laughs> uh, it's a different course for your franchise. And Cashman didn't want to do that, and that's fine. A lot of guys will have to get paid eventually. Um, I I thought it was funny. Uh, Drew Creaseman, the gentleman we had on uh, when we talked about our Rockies East episode, mm-hmm. uh, who they have the popular Rockies podcast. He uh he reached out to me on the Twitter sphere today, and he goes, "Hey, why aren't the Yankees going after Carlos Gonzalez Cargo?" And I was like. Well, I told him, you know, the Yankees won't even offer Le'Veon Bell a contract. They're yeah. not going to sign Cargo. Um, but I, I I, was like, and I just think that's funny. That was someone from an outside view kind of peering in at the Yankees like, yo, this guy would be a fit, right? Lefty bat can play some corner outfield. Um, so I just thought that was funny that that's, you know, someone from the outside looking in thought that, but. You know, the Yankees have been firm on their stance. You know, they're saying we have too many outfielders with Clint. Um, Which, again, I mean, after this year, if Clint Frazier isn't the Clint Frazier that people thought he was going to be, if he gets the opportunity to be, and if Brett Gardner has a year like last season, everyone's going to say, yeah, we we had a lot of outfielders, but they weren't necessarily the best guys to have. So, I don't know, Cashman's... Cashman has his neck out there a little bit, but in cash, I trust. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm over it. I'm just ready for this season. Some people on Twitter sphere saw that Clint quote and was like, come on, what the fuck? But hey, all the other New York teams are letting their fans down. Ooh. Ooh. And Brett Gardner's having a hell of a spring. He looks great. And that's, um, he's kind of the wild card that everyone's forgotten. And I, I don't him, know. Him we, shit talking after spring training home runs is fabulous. Yeah, I mean that's incredible. Um and I I don't know, man. It it just seems like the team still believed in him, still believes in him. They gave him gave him that contract, longest tenured Yankee. Love his defense, anything with the bat being a bonus. You wonder if I won't say there if Guardy feels there's pressure off him cuz I don't I don't think he feels or plays that way. But I don't know. We watched every game last year, and I think you and I, when we were waiting for Brett Gardner to get it going and have his kind of hot streaks that he has, 
Uh, I remember like some bad luck. I remember a game at Toronto when he hit like four solid balls and they were all outs and it was like when he was about to start a hot streak it felt like and I don't know you wonder how much of that is baseball Susan and how much of that is actual decline and what it looks like this year so the Yankees clearly believe um, he can still do a lot for them defensively and I mean at the bottom of the order if 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 350 OBP Brett Gardner is back at the bottom of the order that's an impact player I I think he's going to put up 40 home runs, just like he says. Okay. Going see, 40 homers for Brett. Yeah. Judge is on it, too. We're all over it. Okay. You see he hit that last home run with both hands on the bat? Yeah, two-hander from Gardy. I, I wonder if that was by design or just weird, because I've never seen him do that. It's just but. too easy. The game's too easy for him. If anyone didn't see that spring training clip, which is probably a lot of people, Brett Gardner hit a home run. And just shit-talked his whole way through the dugout. And Judge always laughs and says he shit-talks everyone. He was just like, if you didn't know he just hit a home run, you'd be like, dude, what's wrong with Gardy? Why is he so mad? Yeah. And he hit a home run. That's why he's mad, because he just did good. This is your guy's job. Why am I doing this? Yeah, I got to hit the fucking home runs now? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Boone gave really uh, a big hint into the first baseman job situation. He was asked about Voight and the lineup in the order and all that because he's at cleanup last game. And Boone said he could... Boone said... uh, Where is it? He said that he could... That Voight hitting cleanup could carry into the season. I could see him possibly being in the three-hole, too. I'm definitely considering him in a couple places. You could see him anywhere from third to sixth. I mean, that means Voight's on the team, which we all kind of were leaning that way anyway, right? Yeah. But that, I feel like you can't say that. Like, if Voight hears those quotes and then he's not on the team. You can't say that and wear a shirt with his name on it in the clubhouse and then come back from that. <laughs> I don't put stock into the shirt because he probably just wears whatever's thrown around. Like, if Bird has a shirt, he'd probably wear that too. I mean, yeah, but he wore a Luke Voigt shirt and talked about him batting three through six. <laughs> the three, the bat, the batting order thing is good, but Bird doesn't have a, he's not a fashion guy. No shirts. Doesn't have his own line. I Greg can't Bird's see got shirts. We got Greg Bird shirts. Yeah, but Greg Bird doesn't have his own line. Like Gary, Glaber, Voight. I don't think Sevy does have their own line of clothing. That was a Luke Voigt line? Yes, that's a LV forty. It's his own brand of clothing. And Glaber's got GT and Gary has his own line as well. Like they have their manager has a brand of clothing for them. It's not like, sure. so it's like he's, he's supporting Voight's business in a sense. Marketing. Yeah. Gary's shirts are kind of cool. Remember going to Gary's website, whoever does his shirts for him. They're pretty cool. I don't see the one he was wearing on the Luke Voigt shop. Maybe it's new. Maybe that's why he's wearing it. They're pushing out a new release. Be weird to push a new release without having it on the website, they'd say. 
That's how fashion works, man. You got to build up the amp- anticipation. Yeah, you right. I can't see Voight not being on the team. I no, still, he's on the team. He has to be. I still can see a platoon, but it seems like they keep saying they're not going to do a, a platoon. But I don't know, man. What Do you think that, that Booney quote is a little walk back from that when he says, I feel like we're looking at two impact players? Well, Boone loves all the guys. He's always positive. Yeah. But, but it is weird, Jake. So Bird's having a really good spring. It means nothing. It means a, it, it means more than if he was having a terrible spring. Right. 346 batting average, 571 slugging. He keeps going the opposite way. Got another RBI on Wednesday night. If Bird goes to AAA. Scored Voight. If Bird goes to AAA. Yeah. And is raking. What's the move? Does he get Brandon Drury treatment? Like, is he just stuck? Does he get Clint Frazier treatment? Dude, I think so. I mean, I think we're, we, we like to build things up in our heads a little bit, but Brandon Drury set the record for consecutive games reaching base uh, for the AAA team last year because he's a Major League Baseball player, and the Yankees couldn't do anything because their roster was packed. Andujar was raking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think in our heads we see this world that makes sense, especially early in the year, you know, to not carry the extra pitcher with all the off days and to have Greg Bird there because if he can hit, he can hit, and that'd be, that could change the whole way this team is assembled a little bit. Um, it's almost like they don't want to give themselves that option because they think they'd end up in another corner when they have to bring up that pitcher again or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I mean... Again, likely injuries could happen. Uh, there was a lot of times when we could have used Clint Frazier last year. Shane Robinson got at bats. We, you know, Billy McKinney came up for the first series. Tyler Austin. So, I mean, more than likely, we're we're gonna see him. It it could be awkward for a couple weeks. Um, he could get Drury treatment. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll have to see if he's. I I, I think I would do a platoon. Unless I really thought about all the, all the bad sides of it for the first those first fourteen games when you can get away with having four pitchers. But I also thought about this. I want to do. This is a preamble or, or this is a preview, because before preview. the season before the season starts, Jake, I want to do, uh, like we did um, the cliches. I want to okay. do a, like I don't know how to phrase it, but the things people are going to bitch about that are going to happen. Okay. So my example here is the Yankees are going to pull all their starters very early. The first two times through the rotation, they're going to be five and five and fly guys. Girardi did it the last two years. Boone did it last year and everyone's going to be up in arms. What's he doing? He's still pitched, still can't make the changes correctly. Uh, it'll change as the season goes, but that's going to happen the first two weeks of the season. They're going to get pulled early, and everyone's going to complain. And there's other things that are going to happen too. So I wanted to do an uh, uh, an episode on all those things. Like, okay, this is going to happen. Don't worry, though. Like, Batansis is going to have a rough start. He's going to blow a game in the first month. Okay. Uh, Yeah, 
Well, It'd be well, like saying Teixeira is well, going to have a slow on. start. Right. Thing, things, that, things that are invet- inevitable that people are going to complain about. Yeah, inevitable complaints. Okay. Yeah. If anyone has any, send them in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, does that include, like, Gary being lazy and Andujar not being able to play defense? I, I think those those aren't specific to the beginning of the season. Okay. We can go to Andujar now. He made a nice play while Boone was mic'd up. So beginning of the season, inevitable complaints. Yes. That episode you've been dying to do. I just thought about it right now. Okay. I like it. We'll get, we'll get some stuff. There's got to be others. The five and fly thing is the the most solid one. I'm interested to see because, I mean, now it's been a couple years of bullpen and we even, this is the craziest the bullpen's been. And you think early in the season people would kind of get it by now, but there's there's always some. Oh, there's always some. Oh, we can change it just to the season. Like, we now know that Boone loves double off days. So right. if there's an off day coming up, expect one of the main guys to sit, which is the complete opposite from what you would think. You would think, oh, there's an off day tomorrow, play everyone, but we know Boone loves the double off day. Double off day. And people will complain about that. So, so we can do the whole season. Okay. If you have any, okay. let us know. Sure. Anduhar making the play while Booney was mic'd up. It was pretty cool, Good right? Times. Good times, yeah. Boone, Boone was laughing and smiling, like, giddy because he wasn't just, just smiling because Andujar made a really nice play, but because Andujar defense is under the microscope. Yeah. So when he when he makes that play and Boone's mic'd up and he knows there's a camera on him, it's like, oh, shit, make sure I react accordingly now. Like, just uh, like a hyper awkward-ish situation because everyone is honing in on that and now we're honing in on what Boone's live reaction is going to be. Right. It was almost, it was, okay, nice play. And then the second emotion was, thank God it was a nice play because if it wasn't, the rest of this interview was going to (laughs) suck. Yeah. But Boone said, oh, I really, he said, oh, I'm, I'm fired up over that one. That was, he threw that nice and easy, almost ho-hum. So Boone's looking at the same thing we're looking at because some people are saying the Anduhar, the Anduhar is the best ever and doesn't have any flaw. People like to act like anyone who says his defense is a concern are just hating every single thing about Anduhar. Right. Someone, someone tweeted at me, said, I don't get it. First, you post that play where Andy Hard did bad and say it was bad. Then you post this play and praise him. I'm confused. And I was like, how is that confusing at all? The bad play I said he did bad, and the good play I said he did good. How could you possibly right. be confused about that? So people yeah. are, their brains are in pretzels, but it was nice that Boone saw it. It was a really good play, Jake, because he threw it on the run. He was in the hole, threw it on the run. I went through my database of old good Andy Hart plays he always would stop make the hard stop and then chuck it over there he never would right. just throw it all in one motion that was one of the nicer plays we've seen him make it was a really solid play yeah you you saw the internet and the the next generation of you're either on one side of the fence or you're not you can't you're 
you're a stan or you're an enemy if you're showing yeah, a good yeah, play yeah, and a bad yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, there's Anduhar haters and Anduhar stands, and you're one yeah. or the fucking other. It's like can't he? Can't we acknowledge he's very, very good on offense and very concerning on defense? Are we not yes. allowed to? Um, and then I, I think, and it's, I mean, it's somewhat repeating what you were saying and what Boone said, and in, in a third different way, is that that play by and Anduhar was kind of what we told Glaber all of last year. Like, almost be born. Like, Andujar just made the play. He fielded it. He made the throw in one motion. Like, even if it bounced or if the throw wasn't perfect, you still would have said, okay, like, that was kind of smooth. Like, there wasn't any extra jazz to it. Like, he just made a play. Be boring defensively, Andujar. I think what that play, it's one play in spring training. So it's kind of crazy. I'm about to say what I'm going to say. But to anyone oh who boy. was to anyone who was saying he can't improve, I think that play shows otherwise. Well, look, okay. we never saw him make a play like that last year. He didn't even have that form and that release. So at least we saw one time. It's only one time. But we saw one time a really nice, smooth play. So maybe yeah. maybe those people, I think it's a sign like, okay, let's let's see what happens. He can improve. He's had his fair share of rough plays in spring as well. So it's it's all over the place. I'm pretty interested to see the, the verbiage of everyone that talks about him throughout the season because they're saying nice things, which you'd expect because um, it's the Yankees organization when – Aaron Boone and Willie Randolph are talking about Andujar's defense. You know they're going to say the right stuff. But I mean they've been they've been leaning into it really hard. Like I didn't um didn't Reggie Jackson say he was going to be there for a while and someone else compared him to to Beltray. Um and I guess a couple of those guys are extended parts of the organization where they're just Yankees for life and they want to root for that to a degree. But I feel like Boone and them are saying, like, no, he's worked on it. He's he's improved, which I guess <laughs> I guess in the back of my head I'm saying that they could they could walk away from it and be like, yeah, he's been working super hard on it. We'll see where it is. I feel like they've been going the next step and be like, he's worked really hard on it and he's improved. He's gotten better. Which yeah. again, you wonder if that's faux confidence they're instilling in everyone or if they truly believe that. Yeah, they have to say nice things. People like to get on him for that. Oh, of course Boone likes him. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. We got a couple voicemails. Let's play this one real quick. Sure. Hey, John Boy and Jake. This is Raf calling from Boston. Not a Red Sox fan. I should probably uh, clarify that. Uh, I was just listening to uh, the PPP for Luis Severino. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I agree with, uh, with you guys. Mainly what Jake said about uh, Luis Severino getting pulled out of spring training. I mean, I agree. You know, he's probably telling them, telling the trainers, Luis is, you know, hey, like my shoulders doesn't feel great. Spring training doesn't matter that much, uh, in my opinion, and I'm assuming that the front office agrees, especially having paid that, paid him uh, what they paid him uh, in their extension. So, um yeah, I love the, the PPPs. I've been listening to you guys for about a year now. Uh, became a patron, so Hello. hoping for that, that jersey to come soon. Uh, fingers crossed. But uh, love your show, guys. Thanks. Bye. 
All right, we haven't talked about Savvy. Thanks for the call. Was it Rap? Ralph from Boston? I don't know, one or the other. Yeah. We haven't talked about like Savvy. Raph. Raph? Like Raphael? Sound like Raph. Raph. But I don't know. Like a raft without the T at the end. Hmm. Wait, there's a guy on Instagram named Raft. It's like Raft Torres or something like that. Maybe that's him. Anyway. Could be him. Could be him. We haven't talked about Severino. The two weeks has got to be coming up, right? <laughs> I, I can't, yeah, you said that. <laughs> you, <laughs> I keep being you, ahead of this timeline. You said that last week. No, I, I want to say next episode I feel like we should have the update. I'm trying to see when the when the initial injury was reported. Like I'm seeing a fine sand article from the 5th. Um, so the highly unlikely to be ready for opening day quote that was on the fifth. I think that was, which, a, and that was the same day. I think that was after the game he got pulled. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay, then. Yeah. So five plus seven is twelve. Then yeah, we'd still be like a week out. The fuck! This time's going by so slow. Yeah. Spring spring training season. I want to know what's going on with Sevy. Yeah, I think we all do, and I think it's um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's still a very optimistic view. I mean, it's still a pitcher's shoulder. I'm not optimistic. Yeah. Um I th- I thought you were you were the guy when it got hurt. You said you were optimistic. But I I don't know. I I think Sevy Sevy came out that day and said or the next day and was like, "Oh, it's not, you know, it feels better. It's not bothering me, but it's a shoulder. We don't know. It's it's a pitcher with a shoulder who's not playing because it's hurt. It's not anything close to good news. Um, we'll find out in three days to another two weeks because Jimmy and I can't tell time in spring training. Our math intern sucks. Sucks so bad. Is the worst. I'm I'm just worried. But let's talk about Johnny Lasagna and Domingo Herman. Lasagna pitched recently and did pretty bad. He had a couple nice strikeouts in his first two innings and then just fell apart. I think Willie Randolph was in the booth or someone was in the booth. Maybe it was Cohen and just said he lost his legs. Like he just lost his legs right now. He gave up a hit to Chris Davis. You know, Chris Davis only has two hits this spring. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that the shitty Chris Davis show rolls on. I, I, I'm sorry. I know he's, he's a person and all that. And he's probably pretty upset by it, but he refuses to change his approach. So no, he did. That's the oh, he, sad part. He, oh, he he, he finally... embraced analytics and stuff this off season. That was the story, and yeah, still no bueno. Damn. Well, Johnny Lasagna gave up a nice meatball to him. He got a nice hit. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I someone brought to my attention. There's a chance Sessa could be the starter, one of the fifth starter, and Tarpley can be in the bullpen. Tarpley's looked great this spring. Yeah, and they and they boy. start and they start lasagna and triple A to get more work in. Because I mean again, like he had five games in double A and then he completely skipped triple A before he came up to the Yankees last year. I the more I think about it, that is an option. I don't yeah. like Sessa starting because we've seen it we've seen it fail so much. Yeah. So I don't like the idea of it, but I think it might be, I think it might happen. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's definitely an option. I think you're right. You and I turn more of a blind eye to it than we normally would. Cause it's like, I mean, even if Sessa 
does pitch decently as a starter at this point, it's like, well, we we definitely put in the investment. <laughs> we 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 put in the we put in the bad starts to get a couple good ones. And he has looked good and, you know, baseball's a funky sport. Maybe Luis Sessa has figured something out. Um, I think someone played the position player card on him because he was originally a position player and takes time to learn how to pitch. And it's just, I mean, that's a pretty good spring training one right there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Is there a chance? Yeah. I mean, CeCe uh, learned how to pitch after having, uh, uh, after winning a Cy Young. Yeah. So that's, never too late as, to learn how to pitch. As impressive as it comes. Um, I don't know. I mean, his, Lasagna and Herman's ex-fips are so good that just throw them out there and see what you get. Um, I don't <laughs> know, cool. man. I don't know. It it was odd that – I guess this is something I'll send back at you because it, it seemed like the Yankees team said a lot of stuff, but maybe did the internet run too far with it and, like, they wouldn't have Herman and Lasagna out there? I don't know. They just said we have a lot of internal options, and they they named those three guys and Chance Adams too. I think. Yeah, the team said that, and then the fan base said, "Well, it's not going to be Sessa because we can't be Sessa." But now Sessa's look decent in spring, and Lasagna and Herman haven't. Right, we were ready to DFA Sessa. I mean, you and I, we're on bullpen Sessa. Um. <laughs> he has a one start leash this season. If he gets a start, he has a one bad start leash. Okay, he I has, like that. He has to give me five good starts before he can have a bad start and get another start. Five good ones? Yes. Okay. That's the Luis Sessa rule. I'm sorry. He put us in this position. What's up, guys? Max Manis from New York City calling in again. So I've got what I think is a pretty good a cold stove question that I think you guys would enjoy as you get closer to the season. Uh, I saw something like this post on Twitter for, I think it was the Nets a few weeks back, and I thought it applied pretty well to the Yankees. So which four current Yankees would you most want to see in a TV sitcom? So for my money, I would take Didi, CeCe, Gardner, and Chapman. There are three guys that I kind of want to get in there somehow, and that's Tanaka, Clinton, Romine. But I think that DDCC, Gardner, and Chapman is a pretty good group, and I would love to watch a day in their lives on a TV show. Uh, let me know what you guys think, what your combinations would be. Go Yanks. Looking forward to listening. Thanks. Okay. Um, so here's a here's – I named this episode Dog Days of Spring. Here's a cold stove conversation for you, Jake. We'll run it through real quick. Sure. Sitcom – starring a yankee is it like a reality show where we're just following them around or are they acting in a sitcom that's or is what it... i was gonna ask you because these are these are very different things or is um, it and i think he used the word sitcom so i'm leaning that way okay so are they acting in it or is it just based off them i think it's acting i mean i think it's light acting okay so they're playing it's like they're playing themselves. Jerry Seinfeld playing Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, I got it. Okay, well, yeah. I have the easiest answer of them all. Do you? Are you having a tougher time with this? You have your four? Oh, I have to name four? I thought that was the whole game. I think he just named four. Okay. Well, I was just going Tanaka. Obviously. We both have Tanaka. Yeah, that's yeah, a no-brainer. I mean, if, that, if he's not on your list. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, you could do so many fun jokes with him. I think this will surprise you. If it if it's a straight sitcom and like it's getting written for them, 
I think I want Giancarlo in there. I think you can have a lot of fun off of him. He'd play. He'd just be doing a. He'd be do. It'd be Giancarlo playing Giancarlo doing an impression of The Rock. Yeah, it's somewhere between A Rod and The Rock, right? <laughs> and like you, you can have a lot of fun with that. I think if if it's scripted, if it's reality TV, I I wouldn't want G. Have you said that before? No. That Giancarlo is somewhere between A Rod and The Rock. No, is that? I don't know. In my head, it's perfect. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, I really like it. Okay, put it on a shirt. Okay. A-Rod plus The Rock equals Giancarlo Stan. Yeah, it's like half of A-Rod. It's like, it's like a diluted A-Rod and a diluted The Rock. Giancarlo <laughs> Stan. <laughs> 50% of each. Okay. Um, uh, judge would be boring. Gardner would lose his luster. Like Gardner would need to be he shows up for five minutes every episode or every other episode. I mean, he's got some Costanza potential. Is it, I think angry little, and bald? I think it'd be a little one note. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Well, will you see him talking junk in the dugout? That's a different note. He'd be the mailman. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who who else would jump out that would be like a just a straight good time. Glaber? Um, actually, no. I put Jay Happ in the Kramer role. <laughs> Jay Happ in the Frazier role. I just I make Jay Happ go full deep end weird, and I think it plays. Okay, that's not bad. Oh, give me Phil Nevin. Give me, ah, that's a good give me Phil Nevin and Larry Rothschild. Oh, my God. I never even thought about the two of them having a conversation together. Actually, Jim, time out. We've blown the whole thing. The Yankees coaches would be perfect. Mike Harkey? Yeah, he'd be good. Dude, Harkey, Larry, Nevin, and Boone. Like, Boone's kind of the pretty boy you play it off of a little bit, and then these are kind of the oddball characters around him. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. I'll tell Phil. Phil follows me on Twitter now. We'll tell Phil. I don't know how he found me. Well, I tweeted out the gif oh, of... you know. I tweeted out the video of Phil Nevin throwing batting practice to Luke Voigt and how awesome it would be if they chugged beers and ate steaks and took off right. their shirts while they did the home run derby and instantly got a follow from Phil Nevin. <laughs> so he's into it, man. Yes. He watched it's that video and he was like, Voigt, did you see this? They want us to do shirtless BP. You want to yeah, do it? Boone, Voigt- Voight was like, Boonie, Phil, stay away from that. Stay away from that. This, this, uh, this internet guy ain't as bad as I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing this steak, BP, and beers idea? Boone, do you think we could do this one day? <laughs> Maybe just on the backfield? I don't care if anyone, no one's around. Sounds we fun. Still doing, are we still doing that family picnic day, Booney? <laughs> Me and Voight got a little something planned. We got a little, yeah, just, <laughs> we'll, kick, we'll kick it off with some fireworks. Hey, this is Aiden from the Jersey Shore calling for Talking Yanks. And um, I had a question because I was, I'm writing something baseball re- related for English and I was researching the Dellen Batantis arbitration. And I was also talking to Jake on Twitter about extend- uh, extending Batantis uh, because we have to, in my opinion. Um, do you think that the arbitration situation that happened a few years ago affects whether or not Atantis resigns. Like, is there like hard feelings? Is there anything like that? Uh, thank you for listening to the question. Love the show, and uh, thank you. 
All right, thanks, Aiden. So if anyone doesn't know, a couple years ago when Batances went through arbitration, his agent and them said they wanted closer money. Randy Levine, Levine or whatever is president of the Yankees, laughed and went to the media and said he wants closer money. He's never closed before. That's ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. Randy Levine was right. I was on his side uh, a little bit, not like on the owner's side, but he had valid points. He just should have never went to the media with them and spoken in the tone he did because Randy Levine right. is an idiot and a dummy and got a head that looks like a Chia pet. And and Randy Levine won the arbitration. Batances lost because they were correct. Anyway, Batances said after that, he said, wow, uh, yeah, look at things a little differently now, which I think is what everyone says after arbitration. Like, oh, shit, that yeah. sucked. Will it affect an extension or future free agent signing or what, or whatever. I don't think so. I think that Dellen ha- probably hates Randy, but I think, I think, I don't know, just holding grudges for that long is such a waste of time. So I would hope that Dellen's not bogged down by it. And I also hope that so much other things have happened in his life, in his career, and as a Yankee. He's a dad now. He's got a whole new perspective on life, Jake. He just wants to be by his family, and he just wants to get the most money he can because any baseball player, free agent, just wants to get the most money they can when they reach free agency for the first time. So, no. What do you think? Yeah, arbitration's pretty wild when you actually think about it and doesn't happen in other sports. Um, Beauty of baseball, huh? Um, and it's got to be weird, right? You play two years of professional baseball. You're like, my life is awesome. And then you find yourself in a courtroom <laughs> with all of your bosses telling you how not good you are. Um, it's a weird feeling. And I, I think you were all over this. I think it's the, the only main point I'd want to add is like, I think it's something that when it happens, you say you're mad and you're like, like you walk away and you tell yourself like, yo, I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to forget this. Like, I know this is arbitration, but this is kind of messed up. And then you hit free agency, and it's like, okay, 90%, who gives me the most money? 10% winning or comfortability or other factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember this. And then when five years later, you're like, All right, well, I do remember it, but I'm not really that fired up about it anymore. Yeah, it's a business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Hunter Strickland hit Bryce Harper. Four years later, and everyone was like, "Wow, Hunter, you're kind of a pathetic mess, huh?" Yeah, you, you held thought- on to that grudge for four years and thought people would like back you up. You're a loser, yeah. man. You thought this would be cool, and it totally backfired. Grudges are for uh, fudges, mudges. Okay, smudges, smudges. It's about all we got. That's the end of the show. More things have to happen so we can talk about more things. We have the daily episode still happening. I think we have like six left, and then we have something special we're trying to do after that because we promised you an episode a day until opening day. Here's a little behind the scenes, Jake. I've been playing Hurt this whole show. You see this? Wow. I was opening dog food to feed my dog today, and I sliced right through my pointer finger and my middle finger on my right hand which are my typing fingers, my swiping on the trackpad fingers, and they've just been bleeding forever. So to record, I put tape on them. Wow. Because I don't have Band-Aid. So I was playing Hurt this whole episode. 
if anyone was out there listening, thinking, I think Jimmy's playing hurt, let me know. <laughs> because I don't think you I don't think you could have told tell. I think I was I think I was uh, I, think I was really I speak- I speak for the people. We could tell you were playing hurt a little bit. Yeah. My mom was probably like, Jimmy cut his fingers. I can tell by the way he said yes. When I get a little cut like that on my finger, I am filled with rage for five seconds. Like the purest, most unadulterated form of rage that comes through me. If I just do something dumb like that and clip my finger, I did it. We, we, rented a locker at like a ski resort and uh my my girlfriend couldn't get the lock open or whatever it is so she just passed it to me and it cut my finger and like my blood boiled for five seconds and then it was completely done like i could come to logic with it instantly but those five seconds i was was in pain this one hurt and then i was bleeding profusely and i was trying to cook and i was like damn it Sucks. Those ones are kind of fun, though, once it's been bleeding for a little while. No, it sucks. I tape them up. No, I one story. When I was nine years old or ten years old, our garage door, when you if, you, if the garage, the big garage door was open, then the door to go from house to garage, there was a breeze that would happen, and when you would take it halfway, it would just slam on you. Mm. So one time my hand was caught in the middle when it slammed, and it hit a fingernail, and it just started pulsing the blood, you know, and it couldn't escape anywhere because of the tip of the finger, and my nail fell off. Mm. As soon as the nail grew back, which is like six months later, I did it again. Oh, that's a bad feeling. So I went like a year straight with no nail or a nail growing in. I've never been more upset with myself. I've lost four fingernails and one toenail in my life. I think that's a lot. I don't think... How many have you ever lost a fingernail or toenail? Never lost a nail. It really freaks me out. That I've lost four? No, just like... Not to be rude to anyone, but if I see you and you're you're missing your full fingernail, like it, you got a black... What do they call that? When you're... When you... When you bang up your nail. Yeah, I don't know if there's a name for it. I've done it four times. Yeah, when it completely falls off and there's no nail, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's real sensitive and weird. I want to thank right. everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, this was talking we, nails. We we didn't we didn't think the cold stove would come back as cold as it has. Uh, Sevy's been gone for seven days, and it it feels like three weeks. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Right, uh, right. Right, lost your nail or playing her in the review. Those are those are today's review keywords. Five stars. I lost my nail. <laughs> <laughs> Be funny so. Uh, well, let's check out the reviews of this one. It looks like the whole fan base has lost nails before. <laughs> the, the Yes Network is like, you know what? These guys are good. Let's look into buying them out. If we see they've got good reviews, let's do it. Okay, five stars. I lost my nail. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay away from these guys. Joe, look, there's another guy. This guy lost his nail, too. There's a whole... <laughs> All these viewers <laughs> lost their nails? <laughs> how, are they, how are they finding these people? All right, Five that's, stars. Yeah, that's the end of the show. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>